0: Yeah, and I've struggled in the past with being a perfectionist. And you you could spend a week, a month, a year trying to figure out, you know, I want to do this one thing, whatever it is, and I want it to be perfect. Mm -hmm. But you might not have a year to live. (laughs) Life is so short. That's another thing I learned. Life is so short.
1: Hey, mamas. Welcome to the more than a mother podcast where we believe you can pursue your dreams and be a great mother at the same time I am your host lawan moses and I am helping you find the freedom to live Are you ready? Let's go Hey friends, welcome back to the More Than a Mother podcast. This is your host, LaWan Moses, and I'm back with you again for another great episode. If this is your first time listening, at More Than a Mother podcast, we are helping moms to create a life outside of motherhood without sacrificing their family time. We believe that moms can pursue their dreams and be great moms at the same time. My guest today is Ms. Sarah Grace Hart of SG Hart International. Sarah is a wife and new mom who joined us today to talk about her own struggle with depression and how she was able to use positive affirmations to evoke change in her life and really start to rediscover the joy in life so that she could start to accomplish more of her dreams and goals and feel fulfilled as a woman, a wife, and a mother. Sarah sat down today and was very open with her story. She talked about the importance of having faith, but also the importance of seeking professional help and going to counseling, as well as sharing with us seven tips to help moms who right now may be struggling to manage it all. Let's dive in to my interview with Sarah Grace. Hey, Sarah Grace, how are you?
0: I'm great. How are you? I'm so excited to be on the show tonight. Or today. I I guess it depends on when you hear it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I am wonderful. Welcome to the More Than a Mother show. And as you said, you're excited to be here. I'm excited to have you here. But before we get into our great conversation, can you go ahead and introduce yourself to our audience? Sure. Uh, My name is Sarah Hart. I live in Madison,
0: Mississippi. And uh, I just, I love, I've loved um, listening to your show and hearing from all the awesome moms around the world. It's just been incredible.
1: Oh, well, thank you. I'm glad that it's been inspirational to you. I mean, the more conversation that I'm having with more moms, it's just resonating with so many people. So I'm just glad that you've been able to pull from it. And then also that you're here to share with us this thing that you are doing and your story as well. as you know, at More Than a Mother, we are big on storytelling and we believe that you can pursue your dreams and be a great mom at the same time. However, none of us wake up and we have (laughs) our dreams and goals figured out and know what we want to do with our life and are on the path that we have paid for ourselves today. So can you share with our audience, what was that transformational moment or aha moment that you had that put you on the path that you're on today? Sure, no problem.
0: So I would go back to 2015, and I'm laying in my bed, staring at the ceiling, and I'm completely and utterly depressed, and I've struggled with depression throughout my life, um, ever since I was a kid, uh, since I was a child, and my father passed away, but this time, it really didn't make sense, because... Before I had lost somebody, somebody had died and I was grieving and, but this time everything was fine. I, I was in the best place I'd ever been in my entire life. I was married happily. I had everything I needed. I had a drop top convertible 350Z that my, my husband got from work. Everything seemed perfect, right? But inside it was, it was, I was a mess. And so I did what I have done in the past and I turned on a motivational video and I learned three things that day that completely changed my life. And I'd love to share those with you. Three things I learned that day. I don't know if anybody's heard of Lisa Nichols. She's a motivational speaker. I had never heard of her until that day. (laughs) And she talked about your relationship towards money. She talked about a thing called cognitive dissonance and she talked about positive affirmation. And that next day I started positive affirmation 30 minutes a day for the next week and it completely changed my life. I I didn't realize that I had a negative self-talk going on in my head and I was beating myself up all the time and I was struggling with loving myself and if you and I was just I was just kind of empty. So that's kind of where it started. From that point on, my life, my relationships changed, my life changed. Everything has been different since that 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 moment in my
1: life. Yes. That's understandable. And I have heard of Lisa Nichols and definitely positive affirmations go a long way. Because I think a lot of mothers, a lot of women, we struggle with that negative self-talk and we don't realize how the messages that we tell ourselves impact how we show up in our lives and our relationships and everything that we do and there is a lot of power behind affirming to yourself those positive messages and that positive self-talk because the same way that the negative will follow the negative the positive follows the positive right yes so when you you mentioned that you struggled with depression like your whole life and as someone that struggled with depression in the past when you found yourself like in these depressed moments and you came across these affirmations, like as you were making this transition, like did you encounter any type of obstacles or difficulties in like the messages you were telling yourself and those type of things?
0: Yes, for sure. It's funny because that week I went through a little exercise on my own and I went through the alphabet. So I, I said, you know, if I can think of, one word for every letter in the alphabet that is about me what would what would they what would they be and i started with a and it was a it was not a good word it was not awesome it was not and i went to b c d and all of these words were negative so i literally took time and it takes a lot of work i went through the alphabet and came up with positive words for myself because it was. You have to. It's like reprogramming your brain. <laughs> so, yeah, it is. So I would say the difficulties. Yes, difficulties in. It takes work. It takes time. So I had to. I had to carve out time in the morning to do this work on myself. And then, of course, you're tested. So <sighs> sometimes, you know, in life, you have relationships, and you are. You might be used to overreacting sometimes or getting emotional, and I had to take a step back and go back to the mirror and work on myself because ultimately it was a self issue. It wasn't about the other person. It was about me and nobody else should be able to control my emotions. So that was, you know, tests came up, but they still come up and right. it's, it's still a work in progress. And
1: I think that was just displayed in your alphabet challenge. How there are all these words that you could describe yourself with that are positive, but we automatically go to the negative with those words and just the part about uh, reprogramming because it is it's just the messages that we tell ourselves we have to reprogram our brain and reprogram the things that we do and it's a constant learning journey. As you were going through this what did you discover about yourself during this process? I discovered I think I
0: rediscovered some joy in life and I discovered that I was spending too much time thinking about the past or worrying about the past or worrying about the future and not living in the moment, in the now. And when I started living in the now, then I could focus a lot better on what do I need to do right now? What's my next step? Despite what anybody else thinks, despite what else is going on, what can I do in the now? So that that was good to, to be able to, to change in a way that you know, the past and the future aren't controlling me, if if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense because a lot of us get caught up in the past and thinking about what we should have done, could have done, would have done, but we don't realize that being stuck on the past, I mean, we can't change the past. All we can change is how we do things from here on out. So that makes perfect sense.
0: Yeah, and I've struggled in the past with being a perfectionist and you you could spend a week, a month, a year trying to figure out, you know, I want to do this one thing, whatever it is. And I want it to be perfect. Mm -hmm. But you might not have a year to live. (laughs) Life is so short. That's another thing I learned. Life is so short. Action, 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 take the first step, whatever that is. And if it's not perfect, try again. And that, that was helpful to me to be able to just give up perfectionism and go f- go for what I thought in the moment was the right thing to do, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, because a lot of us are perfectionists as a person that still struggles with the perfection. And I've gotten a lot better, but I think that's something that's hard to let go because I'm one that likes things to be in order. I want to know how it's going to work out and have a whole plan in place. But then what you find is that when you're in that perfectionist trap, you get stuck because you don't take action because you're waiting for everything to line up. So then you're not doing anything. So then it kind of just keeps you at like a stalled point. So I can definitely relate to that part about how you have to learn to live in the moment because time is waiting for no one. Life is passing way too fast and you just have to start and do it. And then you kind of figure it out as you're going along. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So how would you say that these affirmations and all have helped you in your business and your life and this things that you are doing, how would you say that reprogramming yourself has kind of helped you move along in life?
0: I would say it's given me more confidence and it's, it, it, well, confidence, I guess, is the key. It's one of the keys. There's there's a lot of keys, but positive affirmations. It's a. I think the thing about it is, you know, I've I've been a Christian for as long as I can remember, years and years. And the thing that was extra depressing in that moment in 2015 is I was feeling guilty because I. You know, if you're a Christian and you pray and you read your Bible and you memorize scripture and you do all of these things, and I was still sad. So it was a compound, a compound. I was, I don't know how you can say it, like doubly depressed because I was sad. And then I was extra sad because I knew I shouldn't be sad. So the thing about positive affirmations is it helped me. It was a practical, exercise that that I could implement and actually see change in myself because I think you know we a lot of us if you're a Christian you're taught to do you know pray read your Bible sing do these things but sometimes we aren't taught if we have particular struggles like depression practical ways that you can things that you can implement into your life to help help with things like that. If this, does that make sense?
1: Yes, that makes perfect sense. Yes, because as a Christian myself, I can completely relate. And when you're going through those times, and everyone's like, okay, pray, have faith, X, Y, and Z. It's like, yes, I do pray. Yes, I read scripture. Yes, I have faith. But at the end of the day, there's a reason why all these things exist together because yes, prayer and God and everything, he handles everything. But then we also need those practical ways And I think a lot of Christians, we get caught up because the messages that we hear are to pray, have faith, et cetera. And then we totally ignore the part about taking care of our mental health and doing things like positive affirmations. And it's like that can supplement your Christianity and your prayer life and all that's giving you something tangible to hold on to. And there's nothing wrong with that. Exactly. And
0: along with that note is having a counselor on hand. I I moved to Mississippi. It's almost been five years now. And before I got married, I had a counselor and worked with with the counselor for several months. And we did a lot of. Uh, I don't know if you've. Are you familiar with EMDR? No, I'm not. What's that? EMDR is a. It's 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 a therapy for people who struggle with PTSD. PTSD. Okay. <laughs> uh, and it's it works with your eye movement. As well as sensors on your hands long to- long story short, that therapy helped me in incredible ways um, in my life at that point and helped me work through some things that had happened in my past so along with an positive affirmation isn't a cure all um, right. it, it it has changed my life significantly. I wish I had known it back then <laughs> known about right. it back then, but the EMDR therapy was. Critical for me. It may not be for you or other people, but if you aren't familiar with that, I encourage anybody who is struggling with some things to to look into that and to have a counselor on hand. I love what you're doing because we can talk as women and kind of destigmatize some of these things that some people like mental health um right. struggle with.
1: Right. And I think and that's important, like mental health because depression, those type of things, they are real. And as much no matter how much faith you have as a Christian, mental health is an issue that we all face. And a lot of times it was for too long where the church didn't talk about mental health and taking care of your mental health. And there was this stigma for Christians about seeking help. But these conversations kind of help us break it down because I know that's what helped me through along with prayer and everything, seeing a counselor, seeing a psychiatrist during that time, is something that helped me through. Right it is important to let people know that it's okay to go see a counselor or therapist someone to help you with your mental health and it doesn't make you any less of a Christian any less of a believer to say that this is depression I'm dealing with or whatever the issue is. So you are a mother, and it's my understanding, you have a young baby, correct? I do. I have a nine-month-old. Oh, uh, wow. You might be able
0: to hear him crying <laughs> in the background.
1: <laughs> it's okay. That's mom-wise it, but this is, this is the perfect podcast for that. He's with his dad. He's, oh. he's okay. <laughs> yes. They are okay. Was always like no one can do it like mom. So, <laughs> how is that transition into motherhood for you? How has that impacted, like, with motherhood in that transition been? It
0: has been. I'm going to be honest. Com- the toughest thing I've ever done in my entire life. <laughs> it's funny. Before we had Briggs, uh, my son, I you know I looked at James and, and I was like, oh we can do this. It's it's going to be easy. <laughs> <laughs> and we had just started, I had just come home full time from a, a very stressful j- job. And I was helping, I was kind of his right-hand man and his, his passion, his woodworking business. And I was out there woodworking and doing this and doing that. And then I got pregnant and it changed everything. It's been very difficult to run that business and be a mom and manager and xyz so it's it is tough
1: it's tough it is <laughs> it definitely is tough and no matter how old your children get? They're always going to need you on some level and you're always learning how to navigate. So I hate to be like the spoiler alert, but guess what? it stays tough. It's just, it's, be real, be real. That's, my that's kids, all can yeah, My kids are older, but trust me, it's still tough because at each age, at each stage, there is just something new and something different that you have to learn to navigate. But Luckily, like moms have these, I hate to say superpowers because I don't think we're superheroes, but somehow we just managed to figure it out. So, I mean, I think <laughs> that's one of the great strengths that we have. Yeah. Yes. <clears throat> so tell me about your business because you just mentioned the business that you have going on. So, tell me more about your business ventures that you have going on.
0: Sure. So, SKU Shop is a, our custom woodwork home based business. Uh, we have a CNC machine. It's, it's a practically a robot that we can program and make different things. And we sell those on Etsy. And then I also started a passion project called Our Red Journal. It's a journal that's traveling around the world. It's for women, young and old, and they can share two to three pages of a story about life, love, or loss. And it's the goal of that is to, to connect women. And of course, everybody's aware of the virus going on now and that may kind of change what that <laughs> that was right. gonna look like. And my heart's kind of broken over that, but um, not just because of that, but a lot of different things. But so that might turn into more of a blog, okay? Because I don't know that a pass it off journal, you know, it's gonna be right. good, especially in this time. Yeah. So and then I started speaking. So I've, I've I'll be speaking in Texas. Lord willing next month that may get canceled considering everything that's going on, but I'm excited about that. And I also started a book that I'm, that's about pregnancy, postpartum and, and labor. So I love, I was so excited about this opportunity because I, I am taking experience from women. So if you have experience with postpartum depression, postpartum anxiety, or if you've had a miscarriage and you want to share part of your story to the book, I would love to hear from you. I can give you all the details for that, but yeah. women are encouraged to to message me with a short quote and I can add that to the book. So I'm super excited about that as well.
1: That's awesome. And I just love your community effort. I mean, in addition to your Etsy shop, cause that is a whole nother level of talent that I couldn't even imagine where to start or how that will look. So that's just incredible in itself. But that's how you and I connected with the Our Red Journal. And I just think that it's such a great passion project to have. And when you told me about it being passed around and going to different people, I just think that's great. And even though we're going through this pandemic and international global crisis at this moment, the fact that it could still be turned into a virtual online kind of platform, I still think it could have that same impact. And it would probably be even more powerful because then you're reaching more people at a time. And I just think that is great just compiling stories because what I found from doing these interviews is that a lot of people have commonalities in their stories and in their journeys. I mean, it may look different, but when you get down to the basics and the basis of it, there are a lot of common themes that happen.
0: Exactly. You're so right.
1: I, I was listening to
0: your podcast today and I heard some of those Um, snippets of the other ladies that you've interviewed. And I'm so excited. I can't wait to hear their story.
1: I'm just super excited about that. And I'm just so thankful that so many people have just been willing to like, yes, I'll come on. Yes, I'll share my story because you never know. Not everyone's in that same place of being transparent and being open. But I just feel like the more conversations we have like this, the more moms, the more women will be willing to step up and say, yes, this is my story. This is my journey. And it creates that Community and that platform of comfort to where everyone is okay with not hiding behind those perfect social media images, but showing like the realness of life. Yes. I hope you are enjoying this episode as much as I am. Before we dive back into this great episode, I just wanted to take a moment and answer one of the most frequent questions that I get asked all the time. People are constantly asking me, Lawan, How do you do it all? You're working, running a business, raising a family, you have a podcast, a spouse, a life, and you are just doing all these things. Girl, I need to know, how are you doing it? Well, I'm excited to announce to you that I have put together a signature process for how I get it all done. My course, From Overwhelmed to Organized, Managing Family, Business, and All Things in Between, will finally answer the questions for you as to how I do it all. This course is designed to help you stop being busy, help you figure out work-life balance, how to set boundaries, and get your priorities in order. And we do all of this in this course and so much more. I mean, are you tired of feeling stressed, overwhelmed, and anxious? Are you ready to reduce that overwhelm, minimize the guilt in all areas of your life? And how about that work-life balance thing that is just always there? Are you ready to stop struggling to achieve it and instead find a way to create a plan to become more productive and less busy? Because time is of value and I don't want you wasting any more time spinning your wheels. I put together this course, to help you dive through and answer all those questions and come up with your own process to get it all done. That's right. I do this every day, I do it all the time. I would not teach you anything that I have not actively done myself. So if you are ready to go from overwhelmed to organized and finally get things in your life in order and get your plate a little more balanced out so that you can reach that state of feeling balance and not just constantly chase after work-life balance, I invite you to head over to my website or click the link in the show notes so that you can get enrolled in the course from overwhelmed to organized, managing family, business, and all things in between. I can't wait to see you inside the course and take this journey with you. This course is truly life-changing. It is a process that you can use over and over again. And trust me, I wouldn't give you anything that I don't do myself. So believe me, I know it works because here I am on this podcast and doing all the things and I still have my sanity. And best of all, I'm doing all of it without sacrificing my family time. So if that sounds like a plan to you, hit the link in the show notes or head over to my website and sign up now for my course from overwhelmed to organized. Now back to this great episode. We mentioned, so you mentioned with your journal and all that So so what kind of led you to say, I want to start this journal. I want to be on this path of doing this community level collaborative project. What led you to that?
0: Sure. So work, I don't, some of you ladies out there, um, I don't know if you've experienced this but if you work shoulder to shoulder with your husband you you'll learn real fast that you both bring different things to the table and you both have different ideas of what you want for a business. So I found myself kind of pushing what I wanted onto the custom woodworks business and it just wasn't working. <laughs> and so so I realized that I needed had dreams and goals and visions that I wanted to accomplish. So I knew I needed to start something that, that I could, that was kind of my baby, if that makes sense. So I, ever since my, my dad passed away, journaling has been huge in my life. I've always had a journal and even the past, you know, 10 years, I get a journal every year and I, and I write in it and take notes and do this and that. So I love journals and journaling and I had a friend a few years ago and I I got and he was going to take me somewhere. We were getting in his car and he pulled out a journal and he had a journal in his car that whenever you wrote in his car, you would draw a picture or write a story or sign it. So I thought that was so, so cool. So I turned my journal into more of a community journal at that time in my life. And whenever I went to a a gathering, I would share my journal and people could draw in it and do this or that. And then uh, a year and a half or two years ago, I thought, well, I do, I get this journal. What if I actually shared it with the world and started this, our red journal and ask other women to actually contribute to it? Because growing up, I felt like there's this big disconnect between younger women and older women. Mm -hmm. And I was missing some of that wisdom that, that I really, really needed. So I was hoping that this journal could help kind of build a bridge between the generations. So younger women can kind of get an idea of, you know, this, this life is not a fairy tale. Bad things happen. Good things happen too. And so this was my hope was that this journal would open up some of those stories, bring some of that wisdom, and hopefully that it would, it would travel around the world and maybe have contributions from all countries around the world.
1: That's awesome. And I think that's that's very innovative and creative. I mean, something as simple as journaling, something that everyone can do. Because I mean, journaling in itself to me is a healing practice. I'm like you, always been one to journal, document those type of things. And then you're able to look back and reflect on your growth and- changes throughout the years and just the fact that you changed you turned it into something that's a community effort i mean that is just that's amazing i really love that thank you i'm super excited about it yes that is and i just can't wait to see all you're going to do and how it's going to evolve and all even in the midst of this crisis that's happening it's just going to look different but i still feel it'll have that great impact I hope so. <laughs> so, as a mom, how are you managing it all? I know you said that it's the toughest thing you've ever done, and you have the new <laughs> baby. But how are you making it work? Ooh, so some days it's
0: it's it's it's, it's many days it's a struggle. Um, I broke it down in my mind. So spiritually, physically, uh, mentally. Then you have your your housework and your marriage and the business itself so spiritually for us making that a priority in our life meeting meeting with the church when we can now it's maybe online that's fine you know there's still opportunity now that we're online you can help bring a bible study together online there's so many opportunities there if you can't teach a bible class at church you could do that physically Trying to walk or work out three times a week is is really important. When Briggs was just four months old, we were toting him to the gym in his little car seat and he was watching us work out. Mm -hmm. Of course, that changes as they get older. What that looks like changes. Business-wise, business is tough. Sometimes I've had to get a babysitter to come with me on sales calls. Briggs is out in the car with the babysitter while I'm trying to make a sale, Sometimes it looks like getting up at four o'clock in the morning to get the social media kicked out of the way automation. So we've been looking at different automation tools to try to make that better. You know, that you just wear so many different hats, right? Yeah. Um, when, (laughs) When Briggs was smaller, sleep is really important. Taking care of yourself is really important. So the dishes, they'd pile up laundry would pile up and that's okay. And now he's gotten bigger House, the house is, it, you know, I have more time for the house. So, just making, you know, prior prioritizing those different things. Marriage. I just realized this month. I mean, he's nine months old. That we still need a date night.
1: Yeah, <laughs> so, that is important.
0: <laughs> so, I mean, we had our first date night last month, and we're hoping to keep that up. But, it, you know, it's it's a lot. It's it's a lot.
1: It's definitely a lot, but I like how you broke it down in a different categories, so we can see and hear how you're able to kind of categorize that and make sure like these are things that I need to do. So then you're able to build out those priorities. So I never thought to break it down in categories. So to me, that's genius in itself. So <laughs> that right there is, gives a whole new level of when we're trying to manage and prioritize if we have the different categories of our life that are priorities and then the priorities within those categories, it kind of helps to put it all in perspective. And I'm a very visual person. So yes, I learned something from that because I never would have thought to break it down in categories. It doesn't mean I've mastered it. Oh yeah, (laughs) I don't think there is a such thing. I mean, we're just all out here doing the best we can with juggling it all, managing it all. I don't think there is a such thing as mastering it. We can do it to the best of our ability, but something new will always pop up no matter what right yeah so what would you say has been the most rewarding part of your journey so far
0: so if you'd asked me this three weeks ago it probably would have been different but last week my son took his first consecutive five steps (laughs) and to be honest that has trumped everything (laughs) I never knew. I never knew how special that moment would be, but all the nights staying up, the broken sleep, the reflux, the diapers, the, you know, trying to do the business and that everything came down to that moment. I mean, it, it really did. I mean, I felt something I'd never felt before in my life.
1: That's wonderful. I mean, and that's important because it's all about moments and it all depends like those rewarding moments can change over time, but it's something as simple as those first consecutive steps because that's a first, and it's not, you'll never experience that first again. So, even something like that can be very rewarding and very encouraging and enriching and everything. So, I think that is a great moment. And just <laughs> those firsts are just things to treasure and moments to preserve. So, yes. Right. So what tip would you have to offer to a mom that may be struggling to find her way or manage it all? Um,
0: I've got a lot of tips. How many do you want?
1: <laughs> Hi, everybody you want to give us. I mean, hey, I am all for tips and helping people. So you can share right. your tips. Let's break it down in seven tips. First tip,
0: get plugged in with a church and, mentor, and get a mentor. So a few weeks ago, I was really struggling, and a woman from church came to my house and helped me, and she mentored me, and it it changed my week and my month, and it, it, she gave me tools that I didn't even see at the moment to get through that week. So getting a mentor and a church family, I think, is number one. Number two is listen, listen, listen. The first year of business here at the house, I listened to probably over 100 hours of pod business podcast online podcast uh, just information listen 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 you don't have to reinvent the wheel number 3 get help get help we are so bad about this sometimes yes. at least i am we try to do everything on our own yes we do you know i started getting a babysitter for just 3 hours a week while i'm at the house and it's changed everything. It's given me a little bit more of a mental break and I've had time to get things done for systems and automation systems, system, systems. I am still learning this, but, um, getting things set up for your business on automation and systems. Like for, this is a simple example. Your Instagram posts can flow through Facebook. Simple as that. Connect those systems and you won't have to be double posting. Yeah. <laughs> Number five, have at least one to two things that you will do in one day. You may think, well, that's not enough. But in reality, we may make a list of 10 things and we don't get one thing done and we still feel overwhelmed. So just do one or two things towards your goal a day and you will be making those baby steps towards your goal. Number six is self-care, self-care, self-care. And you can go to my personal Instagram page. I kind of harp on self-care because I struggle with it myself.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: We can't serve with an empty cup and we've got to take care of ourselves. And then seven, write it down. There's something about getting a pencil and writing down your goals, your dreams. If you write them as if you've already accomplished them, that also does something in your brain that gets you kind of going Having a calendar or a journal that you're tracking things, literally writing it down. I could, I can make a, an appointment in my calendar on my iPhone.
1: Mm-hmm. That
0: I will ignore, but if I write it down and I go back to that written note, there's something different about it. I just don't know what it is.
1: <laughs> I, I know I can relate to that because I try. I was like in 2020, I'm going to go electronic and do my calendar, and do everything electronic, and I tell you, that probably lasted, I don't even think I made it to 2020, because I didn't, at first I didn't buy a 2020 calendar, so I'm like, I'm just doing electronic, I don't even think I made it to January, before I was like, oh no, I need, it's something about having just a regular calendar, and writing stuff down, and then having pen and paper, I don't care where I put it electronically, I am with you, it's something about having it written down in front of you, and writing. So, yes, we're on that same page. (laughs) I don't care how digital I go. I still have pen and paper. (laughs) Yeah. So those are just a few tips I've got for you. I love those. We'll call those Sarah Grace's seven tips to help moms (laughs) manage. I love those (laughs) tips. Yes, yes. So, Sarah Grace, tell us where we can find you online. Sure. So,
0: Sarah Grace underscore H E A R T is my Instagram, Sarah Grace Heart. And of course I'm on Facebook as Sarah Grace. Our Red Journal has their own page, our Red Journal, and that's on Instagram and Facebook. And then Skew Shop is also on all, all of those things as well. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, etc.
1: <laughs> that's awesome. And I'll be sure to link to that in the show notes so that everyone can find you and find our Red Journal and Skew shop. So I just thank you for joining me today. This interview was great and I am so glad that you are my guest today.
0: Thank you so much for having me. I, I'm so excited about this and I really appreciate everything that you're doing. Thanks so much.
1: How are you feeling about the More Than a Mother podcast? If you are enjoying this podcast, if you are enjoying this episode, please take a moment and screenshot this episode and share it with your network. Like, subscribe, leave a review, and share. Share this greatness with all the moms, all the women that you know, so that they can get in on this great more than a mother experience. This is truly a movement, truly something that I do for all of you and not just myself, because I really wanna see a nation of empowered mothers who are out here living their dreams, pursuing their goals, and doing all of this without sacrificing family time or feeling guilty. So don't keep the greatness to yourself. Share this with all of your friends. Invite them to listen to the More Than a Mother podcast. I'm so excited and happy to have you on this journey. And I cannot wait to see all of your friends here as well. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, head over to lawanmoses.com. I love for us to stay in touch. Make sure you leave your email address so I can send you inspiration, tips, and the latest updates. Or if you prefer, text the word more, that's M-O-R-E to 302-440-4632. We have some great things coming up and I don't want you to miss a thing. Thanks again. Make sure you subscribe and leave a review. Until next time, keep pressing cause victory is yours.